Welcome back to Gear and Review. I'm Reed Smith, joined as always by Bobby Ritu. What's going on? And once again, we got the old Mark Berry with us. Hello, hello. Although he's not really that old, but uh, old, 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 or old. Anyway, um, I prefer it that way. I don't know if I'm going to get old or not. Still, still think about <laughs> yeah. it. Everybody will just have to wonder how old you are. <laughs> All right, no. So um, we've spent the last several weeks talking about professional gear, and, and still kind of in the middle of this series. Uh, this week, turning our attention strictly to video. Right. And so before we get to that, I'm not going to spoil the surprise. Actually, if you've downloaded this episode, you already know what we're talking about. But before we get to that, uh, touchpoint.health is the website. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We certainly appreciate the support. Any suggestions, uh, any gear you'd like to see us cover, uh, let us know. Let us know. So uh, anyway, so today we've talked, uh, I guess, last week about photography and a little bit of videography, I guess, but probably what most people think of as a as a camera, uh, not a video camera, I guess, was the uh, uh, the Canon 5D Mark III versus four. And this week we're talking about the Canon C100. Is that right? That's right. Well, let me tell you, we bought... The C100, it was purchased for uh, our production before we bought the uh, Mark IV, Canon 5D Mark IV. And I'm really glad we're talking about the C100 after we just talked about the Mark III versus the Mark IV. And first of all, absolutely love the C100. It is a great camera. Um, And one of the things that I I need to mention before we kind of move on is... We strongly believe, at least I strongly believe, um, since we have Canon gear, we are a part of the Canon CPS, um, Canon Professional Services. You pay a yearly fee and they will consistently, uh, you can send your cameras off and they will clean them, check them and help you get them fixed if something's wrong. And we send all of our cameras there and they're constantly checking them. And the Santa, we've had the C100 for about five years now, and it is a wonderful, wonderful video camera. Right now, you can purchase it for about, I saw it the other day for about $1,600, $1,700. And when we purchased it, it was about, it's about a $4,000 camera. And, but today it still holds up. It's durable. It shoots a beautiful HD image. And one of the biggest reasons why it's still in our arsenal is because of its ability to capture like a video camera. It has really, it has professional audio inputs built into it by adding a simple attachment that comes with it. The handle on the top, you can plug two separate XLR cables to record two separate channels of audio into the camera and which is a great asset for doing interviews and or recording natural sound or whatever it may be and or if you're in a at an event and you're recording the speaker it records professional quality audio and so we've had it so long we've done some upgrades we did uh, we had canon cps do what we call the dual pixel upgrade to it which allows uh, the camera to autofocus on multiple points within the camera so if we're running and gunning and shooting and have it on a stabilizer, it will pick points out and stay focused on it as you move around it, and it will do it automatically. And this camera, many people 
when the C series came out, you can buy the C100, initially the C300, and then C500. People immediately purchased the C300 because it shot a higher bit depth. And it was a larger price by about $3,000. And everybody I've talked to that purchased the C300 wish they would have saved the money on the C100 because it's the same camera with just a few differences. And Interesting. it has been a really good camera. Um, it only shoots up to 1080p, so it can shoot 24 frames per second or 30 frames per second. Shoots a beautiful image, um, and it uses uh, the small uh, SD card, so you can put dual two cards in it. So you, when one's filled up, you can jump over to the second one. Um, and it has been a wonderful workhorse. The reason why we pull this camera out all the time is because it shoots with all of the other EF and professional lenses we use with this Canon uh, 5D Mark III and Mark IV. So we can interchange the lenses between all these cameras and without missing a beat. And so we spent a lot of money and time and energy and resources on the lenses. And the bigger thing that we really love about this camera is that it is very durable and it also um, does a great, great job of putting your waveforms up on the display so that you can see if, for instance, you're shooting um, an interview and part of the interview might be blown out, but you can't tell uh, in the, the small screen or even an external monitor. The waveform monitor can be popped up right on the display and you can tell if something's blown out and it, it's overexposed. And so it has that functionality. Very cool. Well, I think, you know, you've mentioned a time or two over a couple of episodes now about uh, being a Canon shop. And so I would assume the fact that you can use the same lenses as EF lenses, uh, you know, th that leads you down a path of obviously continue to buy Canon gear. So, you know, good for Canon and, and other manufacturers do the same thing, right? Where, right. You know, once you invest in some glass, they, they want to keep you, they want uh, to keep, yeah. keep you in that track. And so uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it, you know, it, it looks to me, obviously, it's a very, uh, not a real heavy piece of equipment. Um, looks like it's probably pretty easy to get around with. Yep. Um, but why would you use this versus like the, the Mark IV that we talked about last week, for example, that does the 4K video or, you know, what, what are the different use cases, I guess? Well, I'm going to say my piece and then I'll let Mark jump in because I can tell he's like edging on the seat over here. Like he's getting fired up. I'm going to say we will sometimes double shoot an interview. We will get the Mark IV out and shoot 4K and shoot that interview in 4K. And we'll use the C100 to shoot the 1080p version, but to record the audio. And so we know that we can double shoot and actually switch between the two if we want to. But the other thing is 1080p video looks great online. It looks beautiful. We're starting just now to see 4K monitors come out that can accept 4K footage. And so majority of our clients um, like the price point of an HD workflow. A 4K workflow actually jumps the price point up, not because we just say that we are. It's because we have to have extra hard drive space. We have to have a faster machine to process 4K footage. It takes longer to go through it all. And so it jumps the processing and time up a, a good well, bit. 
I mean, people are streaming this stuff anyway, right? They're watching it on their phones. It's like really, really how uh, how in depth do you need to be? Like how how high resolution of a video do you need when a lot of this content is being uh, watched via phone or social or you know whatever it may be? I guess. Right. And so when we do a lot of interview-based production, we're going to use a C100 because it shoots a beautiful picture. We're, we've actually, this is the first time, one of the first few projects we're going to start this year that's going to be solely 4K. And the reason why is because they're going to display it on a huge screen inside of a, an event space. And so we want the maximum amount of pixels that we can get. But for 95% of the work that we do, the C100 shoots a beautiful picture. What, what do you think, Mark? I mean, what what do you think about the, the differences and why we choose one or the other? I know in the last episode, you talked about some of the limitations that the Mark IV has in an interview setting. And we both know that the C100 just removes all of those limitations. It is the interview king. Its batteries can last half a human lifespan. I mean, and, you know, you talked about the audio that it captures the C100 is famous for its XLR inputs. Like it, the audio it takes matches dedicated audio recorders. That's a big deal. That's why we're able to use this camera just for audio recording only if we have to, if we want to back up a 5d interview. So it's just a really robust workhorse that can be used all day long without having to switch out batteries and, all this stuff that comes with using a DSLR. So, yeah, and we we also um, have purchased a external recording device. It's a Ninja Atmos, and it can record the highest quality coming out of the camera that is uncompressed, so it does not compress it. And um, we have looked at that uncompressed raw video recorded on that external hard drive monitor out of the C100 and compared the color grading to the file that is compressed. It's recorded on the little cards that we put into the C100. And honestly, it's hard to tell the difference. It really is. So the compression that they use that we can shoot three and a half hours nonstop on that camera to fit that much media, the compression still looks beautiful when we pop it out and uncompress it. And Very also cool. the C100 does have an internal cooling mechanism, so it never shuts off. Yeah, it's got a built-in fan. And something you kind of touched on for a second, read that I think is interesting, if that's okay, is that why did we pick Canon over anybody else? Well, if you look at Nikon, Nikon has not built a dedicated prosumer um, or professional video cameras that interchange with the lenses that they offer for the DSLRs that are mirrorless cameras. Canon is the one that leads the market in that where they are building cameras for video and for um, photography, where you can interchange between those two products back and forth. And so Canon's kind of figured it out. Like we're going to work with the people that want to do both or one or the other. And we're going to allow them to interchange the the camera lenses to do so. Does Sony do that? Is anybody else kind of along those lines? I mean, like you said, Nikon does not. And I would assume other, especially historical pro brands like Leica uh, does yep. not. Um, Sony is starting to do it with their Alpha series mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some of their other cameras. And I think they're starting to catch on. 
But I tell you what, I mean, Canon's really doubled down into that C market. You know, these video cameras that can interchange lenses with their DSLRs, they just released a Sony uh, C200, which is a 4K camera that records uh, in a more um, lower professional mode so that you don't have to do 4K raw, gotcha. but you can get the full frame instead of spending $15,000 on the C300 Mark II that does 4K, that is a higher grade 4K image. And so they're making these price points for different levels of people in production space. And they're sticking with that C-series video camera uh, opportunity. Very cool. Well, this is all great information. And I think, um, you know, especially for those that may already be shooting uh, with, with Canon Glass, this is a pretty... You know, especially on on the pro side of the equation, when I say inexpensive, I'm I'm, I'm couching that as as a professional uh, that people doing this uh, for a living or for an organization or what have you. This is a great way to uh, kind of move into more of that dedicated uh, you know video space uh, and, you know, and have something as part of your arsenal if you're looking for that alternate uh, camera angle or whatever it may be this is just uh, maybe a great way to do that and be able to to leverage some of the investments you've already made in lenses etc so that uh, kind of brings us to the end of this episode and again got a couple of more in the series relative to uh, the pro gear line so hang with us uh, we certainly appreciate uh, all the love uh, feedback is wonderful Uh, Let us know what we should be talking about or what you'd like to hear. Uh, Touchpoint.health is the website, and that is Bobby Ratu and Mark Berry on the other side of the microphone. I'm Reed Smith, and we will see you next week. This show is made possible in part by the Social Health Institute. Through research and partnerships with healthcare organizations around the country, the Social Health Institute explores new and innovative ways for hospitals, healthcare organizations, to develop and enhance their social media and digital marketing strategy. To learn more about the Social Health Institute, visit them online at socialhealthinstitute.com. That's socialhealthinstitute.com. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health. Thank you.